Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Some Like It Pop, a bi-weekly look at the latest happenings in pop culture. This is Pop Crush Editor-in-Chief Bradley Stern. I'm Managing Editor Samantha Vincenti. I'm Associate Editor Ali Zubiak. I'm Senior Writer Matt Donnelly. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it's our last of the year, it's right? It's our you last said? of the year, we think, unless we find the strength to, to record one after Christmas. We I don't won't. have that in me. I don't. But... Yeah, let's not make promises, but <laughs> I we mean, might. Maybe it'll just be me, like a late night DJ on Ooh, an, in an 80s movie be, who's yeah. like talking to a plant and no one's around. And I'm like, this goes out to Christopher from Shelley. You should take requests on Twitter from our <laughs> adoring I fans. I that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to discuss. Uh, as you might have seen on popcrush.com, our best of 2016 lists uh, from best album to best TV couple to best music video, music video, K-pop act, everything. So on our lists, we don't have them numbered in order because we don't want to cause controversy. Fuck a ranking. <laughs> But I think today it's like we goodbye can goodbye convention. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think we can maybe go around the room and share our personal favorites. Uh, oh no! Which, Probably. Uh, and, and without uh, attacking anybody else's uh, choices, maybe hmm. uh, we can highlight our personal faves. Yeah. So, Matt, what what would you say? <laughs> My your... favorite favorite of favorite. yeah sidebar favorite what yeah well favorite I was everything. about right. I was about to drop <laughs> I was it. Making a joke. Best album. Oh. One, one pick? No, no. You can just say what your faves were okay. in general. What's on your mind? What did I think? <laughs> okay, we'll come back to Matt. Okay, Matt. Matt, go ahead. Matt did not think about this. <laughs> of course. So. Despite having submitted several to the list. It's hard because they all kind of melt together after a while. Right. My favorite albums of the year were actually Zane's album, mm-hmm. which I forgot about completely by mid-year because yeah. it was so long ago it feels like a different time it feels like it was 2013 back it's then true. and but then I had to revisit it for all of our lists and I was like wait a second this is still holding up pretty well I really enjoyed it I also sure. really love the 1975s I like it when you sleep for you are so it's just a real, get so unaware of it which is yeah. the worst title for an album I think I've ever heard in my entire life ever but the music is real good. It's real great. And then the other three that I listed, um, you oh. know, they they exist. I just right now I'm having a really hard time. <laughs> Quite an impact. Quite an were. impact on your. I'm gonna, can I just experience. say quickly in my defense? I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going well. No, I, obviously we've been spending a lot of time on these, and we've linked through a lot of stuff. I think what we've all talked about independently is some. A lot of our favorite stuff was not like represented and represented at mm. least this year in like full album um form. So like I think we had a lot songs. of favorite singles, yeah, yeah, favorite songs and stuff. I will say earlier in the year I loved Birdie's album a lot. I mm. thought it was really beautifully made and she's a great performer and a great songwriter. Um more recently I liked JoJo's pretty much from start to finish. I thought that was very successful and it was what I hoped she would make when she returned. And I was very happy for her. That's very nice. Yeah. Sam, what were your faves? Well, uh, I won't waste anyone's time explaining why I picked the Sisters Knowles mm. as two of my favorites, mm-hmm. because so did everyone. Right. Everybody right. Mm-hmm. noticed that Solange is really good now. Um, yeah, finally. Yeah, they finally. I, I love mean, Sandcastle Disco. I will yeah. say, yeah, I, I've, I've loved 
random Solange songs here and there, particularly Losing You. But I do feel like, and I do feel like her songwriting skills have been underestimated for a long time. But I do think she made the best work of her career with A Seat at the Table. It is so much better than anything she's ever done. It's incredible. definitely the most ambitious. It's, it's and like successful. I mean, incredibly so coherent, like cohesive. Yeah. And it's really amazing. I really wouldn't have guessed that Master P could be the glue that holds <laughs> the theme of an album together. Right. No, he is a fascinating person and his story is incredibly fascinating. But that was really amazing. Everyone loves it. I won't explain. Uh, I was the only one here who enjoyed Joanne, the Lady Gaga album. No, not true. I enjoyed parts of it. Parts of it. Okay, but fine. you are and definitely. I enjoyed, right. I enjoyed, it I enjoyed an eighth of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At least an eighth of it. Wow. So one song. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And then my two other favorites were Mitski and Angel Olsen. And then I will say for the final one, I didn't name it in our list because it wasn't poppy enough, even though it's very 70s pop. But Andy Schaff, um, his album The Party, is probably my favorite album of the year. Oh. Yeah. That's my actual favorite album of the year. It's really good. It's okay. really, really good. I can't recommend it enough. If you like... If you like... I mean... You could draw a comparison between him and Elliot Smith, but he's not nearly as like watery sounding production wise. The production is more like a 70s Todd Rundgren kind of sad white man thing. And a lot of the songs like his previous album, A Bear of Bad News, is they're all a lot of they're about socially awkward people who hate themselves. And then sooner or later, a murder occurs. Or like a terrible accident. They're all like a lot of them are stories. Real stories about like just stories. <laughs> like he spins the yarn, and they're really good. There's like oh. face-offs with the police and such. Um, it's, it's really Andy Schaff. Check it out. That's great. That that could have been on our list as well. But I guess <laughs> I did pick one of his songs in the best song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and tell us what were some of yours? Yeah, so this will uh, come as a surprise uh, to everyone. Uh, I, I would say my favorite album of the year is by rising singer-songwriter uh, Britney Spears uh, <laughs> with Glory, uh, which kept me going through it during the darkest of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's really not a surprise to anybody who knows me. Obviously, I was going to go with that as my favorite. Um, but other albums that are maybe more Less, uns- more Well, there was an album you said, another album you said got you through some hard times. That's true. Thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> Ariana Grande's Dangerous Woman surprisingly <laughs> sheltered me during a particularly rocky uh, flight from Vegas back to New York. I <laughs> Dangerous Woman came out like around uh, Billboard Music Awards. It had to Spring have been time, like that man. weekend. And um, I was just listening to the album for the first time that whole weekend while I was there covering the awards and on the flight back I put on thinking about you and it was like takeoff I think and it was just like not a good takeoff it was like real bumpy and there was just I don't know it was just the scene was not good so I just like closed my eyes and I was like Ari's I mean, got when, this that's when most plane accidents happen so yeah yeah, yeah. so you could have like, <laughs> been spared yeah. from all yeah. of this yeah yeah, and I really regretted the first time I ever went to Vegas was for Britney's opening in 2013, and I actually wound up on that flight with my friend Kyle. I don't remember getting on the flight because I just stayed awake the whole 24 hours and went out. So that was a better takeoff experience than this one, which I was 
like cruelly sober for. So <laughs> I uh, I just had Ariana with me and she really guided me. And I love that album. And I finally like I had some issues with uh, what was the album's name the year before? Moonlight. No, no that, that was, was what this was supposed to be. be yeah. yeah, it was uh, in uh, true. No. Oh, yours truly. Yours, yours no, truly. No, that's the first, first one. one. Honey, no. Nope. Oh, her last album. Yeah. It's like uh, I know that's really what was great. The album that name? we. It was one with Break do... Free. Right. And it yeah. was uh, right. one last time. One last that's time. Though. Still doing kind of a pedo. I feel like thing. it has to be. This is terrible. My yeah, everything. My well, everything. Yep. Dedicated to her grandmother or something. No, nope. grandma. Made it up. Hard to say. Yep. Yeah. Made it up. Yeah. No, no, it's a lie. Sounded nice. But. I felt like that album was strong in some ways, but then like kind of like a mishmash of like a million different sounds. I felt like Dangerous Woman was like, okay, now I fully get the picture. Now she has that like cohesive sound. I loved it. Really? I think her last two albums are pretty cohesive. Oh, Except the first for album the is random cohesive, like Mika song and yeah. then that horrible ballad that Harry Styles wrote. No, no. See, I think that that's a mishmash album. But I yeah, think the I first agree. one is her Mariah Biting yep. yeah. first album. And I album. love it for it. Love it for that. But like that was like not exactly her, and I feel like this is like her. her. Yeah. yeah, I love it except for side to side, which I still yeah. really dislike. I also call that out. I'm just so mad that "Be All Right" uh, into you, obviously Great the song songs. of the year. Uh, what Be other All Right should have been bigger too. Yeah. yeah, Dangerous Woman, like all of those songs. I even love Moonlight, which I know is not exactly Moonlight's in keeping no, with the tone Moonlight. of the, the Honeymoon album, Avenue yeah, of the album. album. Yes, it is. Good song, I mean. Also, doesn't Nikki? Do the same verse twice inside to side. I think it's the same verse. Could be. Is it? That she just comes back. The dick bicycle verse. Dick bicycle, right. Because it's really clever. She has to repeat it. it. And I yeah. also hated that they like danced around the dick bicycle like all year. <laughs> yeah, like on really Ellen, fun. they would like, it's just like, it's just a dumb lyric. It's not good enough to really make this a thing. And yet no. it became a thing. And I no. was like, oh God. <laughs> anyway, that was a good album. Um, nobody will know about this one. Utada Hikaru, the Japanese pop star. Had a really good, really serious album, which I wouldn't recommend for new listeners, but for people who loved her for a long time, it's really good and personal and sad. Um, and then, oh yeah, my my apologetic, uh, I think I made it number four on my own list. Oh, Anti? Anti by Rihanna, which oh, was, man. I've really had a long journey with, with that <laughs> album. certainly did. From initial backlash to uh, really loving the album. Um, I think... She became, this is the year she went from pop star to artist. And it's kind of like she decided that she's not going to make three minute 30 pop stompers anymore. And she could have her own way and still get away with it. I mean, she was kind of doing that by unapologetic and doing ballads and making ballads work like Diamonds. And um, there was another song I think she did that was Stay. Stay. Like, she made ballads work at radio, which just doesn't really happen anymore. Stay is so good. Stay mm-hmm. is so good. So, And it was really resonant, right? There's that one single that's now her longest lasting on the Hot 100. Yeah, Needed Me Needed is her me. longest yeah. hit ever. Which, again, was, I mean, I don't know if this speaks also to the general weakness of the Song of the Summer pool, but th- mm. that was a song of the summer. This, like, slow burn yeah. Yeah. ballad was this, a song of the summer, which it genuinely was. Yeah. That's amazing. We always meant to write about this, but maybe we could just talk about it, which is the general serious slash dark pop of 2016, mm-hmm. which totally reflected the times. Um, the fact that everyone's album, like anyone, even Britney kind of toned it down with like dark and chilly vibes inspired by Selena Gomez. Sure, sure. <laughs> as um, we all are. As we all right. are. Um, it pervaded pop 
throughout the year, which was cool, but then became sad. Like, it was just kind of depressing after a while, I thought. Well, it was like this binary... Well, I don't really know where the worst song of the year, Closer Falls in this binary, but it was Closer, like yes. half, it was half that, yes. and then half we all want to be on vacation with a pina colada in our hand with 1,000 tropical songs. Yes. It there was, was either that. It was either you were mooning over something yeah. and probably on pills, yeah. or you were in vacation land. I wish totally. I understood it because that, that genre just provides no comfort to me. It just gives me like relentless confusion the trap pop or the yeah trap pop i don't get it yeah. there's no when there's like no discernible catchy hook i just there's feel no like it's chorus not, ever yeah the, it's not it's not pop as far as i've come to understand it and that's why i've been so confused by this most of this year's biggest hits yeah but i will tell you when when you play that if you're djing if somebody comes up and requests closer the place explodes yeah. in a way i've never like seen it right so that is an outlier I think. Is it an outlier closer? It's success yeah. and also it's sound in that it wasn't... It was depressive. And don't let me down with... Cha- I mean, anything Chainsmokers this year was kind of... Again, I think that speaks to the... Yeah. I mean, we, we've we talked about this offline, but <laughs> that mm. it wasn't that there was bad music this year. We yeah. just named a bunch of music we all liked. Right. And I could name more. But what America wanted really badly was terrible. And I don't know if that Which speaks is really to a radio metaphor. problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes it is. I read, um, not to call out your former employer, Bradley, but Uh, I read a pretty good hot take on, do you have like a hot button, like a fire flame? Hot take? Yeah, Yeah, like a hot take button. (laughs) I'll just use that sound. (laughs) That's a fireball. Um, About how there was some sort of parallel that was drawn between Closer and Trump, which is very tenuous, but I do think that both, and this piece kind of touches on that, both spoke to a white discontent mm. that maybe I haven't considered. I don't know. It's just like closer really annoys me in so many ways, but one of the many, many ways it annoys me is how all the problems they're talking about aren't real problems. No. That's like the most annoying part to me. Right. Something about the rover. It's like the- he drives a shitty car and yeah. then they have a bad mattress. That's what everyone's <laughs> life is when they're 22. This right. is not a poignant story to me. Yeah. Just the, the plainness of it from top to bottom. It's just like me. a series of inconsequential issues that by the time the song ends, you know, they're completely fine and well on their way. But and I feel that's like, like that's not pop struggle. music. That's just like pop music is so throwaway. Most of it, especially True. in top 40. True. Like I don't really go to the radio to think yeah. about my like I know but there was a modeling quality that wasn't even catchy right. to me with closer. I think closer is very catchy when you're drunk, and closer that's the faintest drunk. praise I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, well that is, that does tend to dictate what's popular, at least at the clubs. I mean, I'm everyone, surprised yeah. that its popularity lasted. Yes. and is lasting as long as it has because it is the longest running hit of 2016. Right, 12 Which to I 13 find weeks insane. number one. Yeah, and yeah. then you think of something like. Carly Rae, whose B-sides was another one of my favorites just Mm -hmm. in terms of pure pop. And that doesn't even totally usually completely appeal to me. But I feel like this year it was so clear that that was, it seemed like such a sure thing and it was mostly ignored. I I, feel so bad for anyone who put out pop music this year that was at all upbeat, like even Mm -hmm. biased as hell. But do you want to come over and Slumber Party, like a Slumber Party sort of matched the tone, but do you want to come over? Just had no shot in hell because nobody was going for that sound. Yeah, even though it was fun, it's like... It just sounds so foreign it's on radio that's right like now. An anachronism right now. It's yeah. very strange. But it happened to me. The strange thing is it happened so quick, 
so quickly. Like, as a parallel to Trump, like, this uprising has been more insidious and sort of, like, burning, you know, under the radar. But right. in pop, I feel like it just, we turned a page and all of a sudden it was just all this, like, boring... I don't know. And yeah. I will say also about the the trap pop thing, which I loved at first because as someone who has loved dance hall for since I was a kid, I, and I was so excited. Even when you know I don't really understand what Drake's connection to island culture is and why it's cool for him to speak in an island accent, like Trini accent or whatever accent he's trying to have. But I did think that his songs were very successful. Um, in tapping that sound. I thought Sia's mm-hmm. was very successful. Mm-hmm. And then gradually it started to meet the whole sad sleeping pill music halfway with songs like Justin Bieber on Cold Water. And now they're like sad by the water. Like they're still on vacation, <laughs> but they're like looking sadly out from the pier. I will say, DJ Snake, Let Me Love Me, Let Me Love You is one of my favorites of the year because I love Sad Boy Bieber. I love when he's like a little introspective did you see his acoustic cover on the what was the show this past weekend it was in like denver there's some sort of live they were like live broadcasting and i only caught it because i turned on the cw app or something (laughs) to watch vampire diaries don't i don't have to explain anything to anyone (laughs) but and it like switched to live without me doing anything and it was just bieber strumming Acoustic, acoustic cover of it and it was not i mean you maybe you would like it i you think i would out. i think i would be touched check it out. i think mm-hmm. so um yeah he's gone through it this year for sure oh, for mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah i wouldn't say he's had a great year i mean he did last year and i think he is part of the problem for this year he because sorry <laughs> Ali's my favorite, favorite song, song of, of all, all time. time not just this year or last year but ever just ever i think that influenced everything all the trashy trap pop of this year of people trying to emulate not exactly that sound but in that world at least yeah and it's too bad because they'll never match it it's true that but i mean true. to be fair they were copying other actual dancehall right. artists oh of course <laughs> but, yeah. yeah but still sean paul they, wrote that whole big thing about how it was basically just lifting this you know existing culture and sound that's been around right. forever and mostly ignoring the people who sort of like brought it to the forefront right. and we will place. like to that point rihanna more authentically mm-hmm. brought it out with work and that was a really big hit that mm-hmm. was yeah before needed me i think that was her yep. longest running hit so i mean she's really knocked it out of the park this year but people also enjoyed the authentic variety of dance hall i would say it yeah. just wasn't really presented as much obviously because america but right. you know i think people as you said there were two sides it was either sad depression pill popping music or just trap pop, no chorus, having dance bops. Not an anthem among them. Not an anthem among. Yeah, self empowerment pop. I would say gone. is gone right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, we do have Bruno Mars back. We do finally. have Bruno, and except- he did provide an alternative. It's true. He did. And yeah. Again, yeah, but I feel like there were plenty of these, like we said, like uplifting things, but they were almost like departures from the norm. Like yeah. I could count a lot of them, but it's just sad because they're just like sort of falling apart or falling below. And Bruno's was like not pushing anything forward. It was an incredible recreation yes. of early yes. 80s funk. Yeah, it's an I homage. Mean, yeah, it's yeah. completely. And so is the weekend. Yeah, a lot of it is. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's Michael, it's yeah. you know, and the just successfully. I'm yeah. not saying. I mean, oh, totally. Great, but I think people like that nostalgia and kind of yeah. want to feel that. Yeah. You know, if anything, 
I definitely don't think it's new. When can we expect this tide to turn? (laughs) (laughs) Help me because I'm sad. Please at me. Yeah. (laughs) Reply. That's a really good question. I don't know. I feel like. Well, what's on deck, Katy Perry? Yeah. As we launched our most anticipated Mm -hmm. for 2017 poll today, check it out. Um, There are a couple of people who might be changing the tide. Katy probably. I don't think Katy will. You don't? I think she's going to stick with her kind of Jesus pop. Yeah. And yeah, if or rises maybe, any indication. Yeah, or go for the more uplifting, like, choiry kind of songs. I think yeah. her actual pop star days are over, it's which possible. makes me sad. That could it's be. possible. That is a trend almost, I wouldn't fault yeah. her for it. No. I mean, I if you look at Gaga, like, that's not, it's not what she had to do, but she did it, and it's kept her afloat by making that transition. We don't all like that transition, but... Arguably, she kind of had to do it in this. Like, she could not have come out with anything that sounded remotely like the fame right now. It would have been, yeah, just completely eaten alive. I think that mm-hmm. wouldn't sound like anything playable on the radio. Not that Perfect Illusion exactly is getting ton of spins. No. But it might. So who else will save us then? I was going to say, speaking of transitions, we're getting the Kelly album that many of us have wanted. The for Kelly a very album, long time. I think, will be a soothing addition right. to our soundtracks. I don't know if it'll change the, the I was radio. Say, I fear that, based on everything we've just been talking about for the past ten minutes, that it likely will not be a huge thing. <laughs> she could have an Adele-esque moment, not right. to that degree, but she could have another big ballad on the radio, which Sometimes I would love. Sometimes anomalies are really good, yeah. as like Adele pointed out. And I think. I think she could have it. That would be her best bet. There are two other ones that I think could possibly change the way. Uh, this is a long shot, but Christina Aguilera is up to bat for the first time since 2012's Lotus. Um, and wow, it's been that long? It's been it's really been that long. God. But the thing is, she's had hits in between as features. She's had yeah. Say Something. Say something yeah. She's had that Moves Like Jagger, which was everywhere. Um, I think her best bet would be balladry i think because that say something if that's any indication she could still win but i don't think she's gonna bring happy to the radio either i don't think it's gonna Mm. i don't think the the bubbly pop is gonna come with her at all but i do think she could have a comeback moment if they do it right and then the other person who it could possibly be is actually miley because (laughs) it's been since 2013 for her everyone's kind of i mean the the hype around her has died a lot so now this is her make it or break it moment because right now she is effectively in my opinion a bit of a one-hit wonder like wrecking ball wow, is kind of the, harsh yeah but wrecking ball is the only thing the general public would ever know if you asked like party in the usa say, party yeah. in the usa mm, for kids but yeah. i feel like for i only know that song was i only know that pretty breakthrough no i was in pop radio station that summer and that was like i feel like that song is yeah okay so i don't hear it ever like i don't ever hear it i hear wrecking i almost give that to hannah montana like i i associate that with like still disney right i I think like post bangers miley i think wrecking balls her only like artist moment yeah yeah Mm -hmm. when she like broke away from was it hollywood records i think so i I don't know. I think she has a lot to prove. What so, was the other song she did? We Can't Stop? We Can't yeah. Stop, which honestly... Yeah. I don't know. Although Charlie did just bite that like with her after the after party. Love Charlie, but that is a shameless bite. And the same director, too, of the music video. Oh, really? Have you seen it? No. Uh, it's pretty identifiable, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of I just odd. have no idea which way that album would go. And granted, I haven't been keeping up with 
yeah. who she's working with or what she's planning. But I yeah. feel like her past few projects have all been so different from each yeah. other. Well, it would definitely be folksy, I think. Also, Miley speaks to another question because Miley has been almost best known for her annoying press quotes and the voice, <laughs> but also for her activism. Yes. And I yeah. think in the coming year, things could go one of two ways. There could be a sort of vitriolic political voice Mm -hmm. in music even possibly in pop although not as obviously and she could be at the forefront of that right or we'll go just full 1970s vietnam era froth Mm -hmm. and then Mm. it'll just be like next year we'll just be like lighter than air like aggressively Mm. distraction music i mean selfishly i want that it would be nice if there was a balance though and i think miley is way too uh activism minded right now to be making frothy music i don't think that's where her mind is i think she's like really passionate right now and so is katie which is kind of like i don't know where she's gonna go with this because she's been so outspoken yeah and i suppose we're getting new taylor next year which mm. whether we I'm like it or not we didn't get anything this year honestly. well we did oh, just we did. get yes well, we got an urban hit we got an urban smash song, from t true. swift uh which i don't know if that's meant to be an indication of what's to come hopefully not because no, it's very she didn't threatening even write that song that was jack antonoff and zane apparently right right but I mean, she's putting out some sick. I mean, I guess maybe just the Drake, the Drake in the thing studio in the shot is the only. There's not really any news about who she's working with beyond that. I don't think. Yeah, very possible she features on his or something like that, and that's it. And it's nothing to do with her. Right, but she does like to switch it up, and she was definitely trying it on that Fifty Shades song. <laughs> she was with trying the breathy, sexy. <laughs> yes. Oof. Yeah. So. I'm not ready for Urban Taylor at all. No, thank no, you. No, no, certainly Return not. Return to sender. Yeah, right. Return to sender. Return to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I don't know. There are a lot of up-and-comers that I'm hoping will quietly get the year along for me. Dua Lipa. Oh, yes. Um, I really want her album that's in February. Uh, who else? Um, Terror Jr. Part 2. Terror Jr. Part 2 <laughs> and possibly 3. supposed to release three. a trilogy, right? Yep. Yes. Zara Larson. I'm interested in hearing... Sky Ferreira, if she ever comes through with math- masochism. I had my best new artist person. I have Louisa Johnson from X Factor, who I'm yes. actually very, very excited about, just as a pop vocalist, because she's very, very talented. She's great. And she seems to be working with some pretty cool people already. Oh, and Lana should be back, I think. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'll be some nice depressing pop. Yeah, it's definitely not going to <laughs> lift the BPM any. Uh, Kylie Minogue is, is claiming she's going to do an album. That'll be nice, but I, I feel like that'll be too niche now. I don't She's not going to hit radio, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that it's anyone's pop guess. <laughs> is really well. That's the other thing. Like we just we talked a lot this year about hey how a there's been sort of a power vacuum this year. I don't know anyone who like emerges like the king or queen of pop aside from I guess Drake would be the strongest. Right, right. Drake and Rihanna. Drake I guess, and Rihanna would be the two. If you go by sales and streams and all right. that, yeah, right. Um, but. I mean, sometimes I do think, although this would be a little late for this to be happening for the first time this year, but sometimes I do wonder if just all of the distribution channels of new music, like Spotify, and just there's much more of an egalitarian, democratic way to hear new music now, mm-hmm. that it is kind of like how if we really did have like 15 political parties in the United States and everything yep. got super splintered. So I don't know. It's like, are we past the point where somebody is going to be the big one? The saver of pop. Or does Justin Bieber, was he recent enough to prove otherwise? I don't know. Although he became famous before. I mean, YouTube was getting to be a huge thing, but it wasn't to where it is now. 2009, yeah. 
early enough. But yeah, like we were saying, there I said like there's no more like fireside chat type attention span to like you mentioned like mm-hmm. one single artist or a big song or a big movement or any sort of like big pop culture moment. And that's maybe we are you know past that point. I don't know because all the people leading that conversation are still the same people who were yeah ten years ago, just yeah. more so like, like Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce totally. Yeah. The biggest albums this year were I think Drake was number one, and mm-hmm. then it was Lemonade, Lemonade. The weekend, uh, Bruno, and then I think Metallica, and possibly Panic at the Disco. Okay. Yes, yeah. that was yeah. another one of my best albums. Yes, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just you know that's not really there's no pop in there. Bruno, yes, Panic is very pop. Panic is pop, but not it's in, very the, in the traditional sense of like bubbly. Like there's no. I would say I mean, there was a B fifty two sample in the biggest song from that album. True. I think that I mean I mean it's a little more theater I guess yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but it's pretty pop yeah also one of the best moments of pop crush this year was Mm -hmm. our Brendan Yuri making Mm -hmm. disgusting tiny burgers thank you again to Brendan for enduring that yummy nummy segment (laughs) with me and hopefully we can do that again next year with (laughs) even more yummy pie face oh yes Mm. pie face the new board game recommended by little mix (laughs) in their christmas gift guide for 2016 holidays check it out on (laughs) popcrush.com here's a toblerone what was your best pop culture experience of 2016 like positive experience i'm gonna explain (laughs) that could either be a concert a festival something else <laughs> My best. meeting your idol did anyone meet their idol I was this just year gonna say, did I? it wasn't this year no no yeah right you met your you peaked already i peaked already and it's been steadily <laughs> downhill from here but i will say my favorite experience of it's both britney related obviously this year was going to see the the relaunch of the piece of me show in may when there was just a spark that we hadn't seen in a very long time and that kind of led the whole path to an incredible year for her and uh the glory release week was a non-stop week of uh drinking and partying every night so that was also a fond memory mm-hmm. uh, from good. what i can remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah report says much yeah. um it was very cool to interview some of the old power rangers um cast for a feature I did just sort of capitalizing on the buzz from the new movie promotion and then I have not watched American Idol in a while but it was cool to sort of like go back and relive some of the older stuff for the final season yeah it ended this year yeah and I I forgot about I know (laughs) so many things ended this year yeah but I just sort of I remember I wrote an essay just about sort of how it shaped my early um like sort of pop culture leanings it was kind of fun to go back a relatable essay if if you've Grew up around that time as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I related. <laughs> and I thought fondly of my Kimberly Caldwell yeah. binders. Justice. Justice. <laughs> uh, Allie, did you like anything? I know, it's so difficult. <laughs> well, I did meet Lauren Graham. Oh, yeah. So yeah. And it was fun. like yesterday. Which you yes. haven't talked about at all. It I did. mean, you told me in an Instagram comment, but... I did. And you on. didn't respond. You also didn't like the picture, by the way. It's fine. Well, I was jealous, Allie. I under- no, I know. I figured... <laughs> okay, didn't you draw, like, a, put a yellow dot over I your did. face? I did. My face literally looked like melting plastic. It cool, was cool. bad. Oh. But, she, I mean, it was a very quick thing. She wrote a book. Wrote a book. Mm. For, and I went to her. I just used air quotes as if she <laughs> doubts the artistic integrity of Lauren. No, How dare you. actually, I read the first 
three pages and it sounds the way that she speaks. So I'm sure she wrote it. She had at le- very least she, a great collaborator. Yes, definitely. Um, it was a very quick like photo. You meet them for three seconds, mm-hmm. but she was very warm and very nice. So and very beautiful and cool. very tall. Oh my said. gosh, yeah, she's so tall. I'm like tall-ish. I'm five eight, and she was taller than me. But oh. she was wearing heels, so mm-hmm. I, I saw her speak also, and she's one of the most charming yes. celebrities, if not human beings, I've ever. Yeah, she's very charismatic. Heard also, I saw Hamilton, so that oh, was yeah. my other pop cultural. Dream. That was probably the top. It was fantastic. Everyone, go see it. Good luck. Yeah, Mike Pence is up first. <laughs> Jesus. So oh. Allie was physically dominated by Lauren Graham. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> saw Beyonce in concert again, Ooh. and uh, right. once again, the Beyonce concert was in this case <laughs> bigger, literally bigger than ever because she was doing just straight sports stadiums yeah. now which i didn't love the move to an outdoor thing because that's whoever... how i felt about madonna too yeah because whoever too... was like i would prefer to see them outside y- yeah exactly <laughs> amid millions of people right. and it's impossible to see them yeah i'm right yeah but it's still beyonce show is an incredible show totally. and it was incredible um so that was great and then over Thanksgiving break, I was in Minneapolis and I got to go to Prince's Paisley Park, which I wrote about for popcrush.com. And it was an interesting experience because he only just died less than seven months ago. So it still felt kind of strange. And I paid the extra money for the VIP experience, which my my sister and my boyfriend opted out of. And I think they paid like 40 and I paid like 100 but it was if we're worth talking it. pure numbers. Yes, because A, we got to see cool rooms that other people didn't get to see, including his chill-out room that he had built in the studio, which is for artists to come relax in between takes. And it was basically what I wanted my bedroom to be in eighth grade. It was painted... Artists with- like Rita Ora. <laughs> it was painted just Rita Ora murals. Yeah, no, right. it was um, like stars and planets in black light paint, oh. and then like hidden print symbols, yeah. and then like one of those sharper image like lucite um, relaxation water things that like goes from like side to side with the water going from side to side, side and. To side. Side, and side to side was playing on repeat right. and it was pink lit much like the that's side to side video it was it was actually purple lit it was like purple black light <laughs> and it was hideous I mean, he had a hideous taste and it was spellbinding um, but it was incredible seeing all of his actual clothes and motorcycles and everything firsthand even as it was occasionally macabre and on our tour Kirk Johnson who was his drummer and that eventually the manager of Paisley Park was on the tour so that was amazing to talk to him I love the stuff that you brought back that he said to you so matter-of-factly I thought that was super interesting yeah it turns out literally anything you say about Prince is interesting (laughs) (laughs) I believe it in all sincereness that was confirmed I recommend it. I'm curious to see how it will change over the years it's being managed by the same people that managed Graceland um, mm. So I think it'll just be like anything else. It'll just be more and more, quote unquote, iconic and less personal every year. I don't know. We shall see. But you found it tasteful? I found it <laughs> as tasteful as any place that is covered with wall-to-wall murals and purple crushed velvet can possibly be, yes. Quite. It does sound quite tasteful. tasteful. So if you ever find yourself in Shanahassen, Minnesota, go there, often. guys. Yeah. Very nice. Well, actually, in, in in retrospect, we did some nice things this year, which right. 
surprises me because it feels like such a dark year, but we had some nice moments. I was going to say really quickly, going off of Ali's mention of um, Lauren Graham and by proxy Gilmore Girls and oh, all, yeah. everything we talked about, just there's been so much good TV this year that when we collected the list of best TV shows, I struggled to narrow mine down. It's true. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I loved our list. I don't watch much TV, so I really right. struggled to Nor come I, up with but three. What are you still... reading? <laughs> <laughs> we had good ones. What We had From Drag Race to Stranger Things, obviously. Yeah. Which I still haven't finished. The Stranger Things? Yeah. Oh, my but God. But I also haven't been spoiled, so. Wow. I also haven't been spoiled for Game of Thrones. I don't know what, what Red Wedding is. Oh, my God. Uh, Isn't that what? great? Well, That's how do I, I don't even watch it, and I know what it is. I yeah. know. I'll watch it someday. Well, Lots of great stuff. Now, now someone's going to tweet the account. Yeah, they're yeah, definitely like, going to tweet us. Tell I like Allie to, the I like to threaten people. I can't do this anymore because they've moved too far past. But I used to threaten people, like, if they were doing something I didn't like, I'll be like, I'm going to tell you who dies next because <laughs> oh, I read the books. That's terrible. <laughs> but now they've gone off book. I was yeah. going to say now, yeah. Them, yeah. yeah. Well, make sure that you check out popcrush.com to see all of our lists for the best of 2016. And we'll be continuing to roll out 2017 content as well things to be excited about in the new year uh also tweet us with things that you're excited about Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. definitely want some recommendations for things to look forward to in the new year we need hope hope and inspiration um so we'll see you all at the inauguration oh my god we almost almost got through this podcast without mentioning the (laughs) inauguration (laughs) All right. So for more, check us out at popcrush.com. You can subscribe to us at YouTube at Pop Crush Music. Subscribe on iTunes to the podcast if you haven't already. And we will talk to you guys next episode. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Merry New Year. Christmas. Smash Happy that Hanukkah. Like button. Smash that like. <laughs>